laughing all the way to the bank. <laughs> Another edition of the Spread Podcast. It's yours truly, Jordan, aka JL, alongside with my host and brother, Marcus, aka Marky Mark. I never get tired of this intro. Every time I say it, I immediately become energized, thrilled, excited, and electrified. Marcus, are you matching that amount of motion? That I'm getting right now. Although it was a very gloomy day in St. Louis, um, watched a lot of basketball, watched some kind of crummy football, to be honest. But yeah, I'm ready for another week, another NFL Sunday. Do you have any NCAA picks for us for this podcast, or where are we on that? No, I'm going to focus again on NFL. Great. Because to be honest, I'm a little worried about college basketball right now. You know, there's I know there's a lot of teams that are playing, but there's a handful that aren't being postponed. I will probably dive more into it once conference play starts, but during non-conference play, I I'm kind of more watching just to gather information and watch as many games as I can right now. But as goofy as games like there's games that pop up like 2 days before and it's just kind of hard to you know, put your finger on it. So, once conference play starts, it'll be easier, but for now, I'm kind of uh sitting out Incredibly hard to read, for sure. But one thing I definitely learned and is confirmed 100% is Coach K's a bitch. Yeah, I'm not a fan of his move at all. I mean, every time his teams suffer, I think usually it's like a, a streak. Like, they might go through like a skid. You know, they got 15 pieced. Is that the way you'd say it, Marcus? Or do you not use pieces till it's 20? Uh, yeah, no, I usually just a 20 piece. Okay. I don't say 15 piece. Yeah, no, you don't say 15. Well, they lost by 15 and then, you know, coach K comes out and decides it's not a good time to play basketball, which is just moronic because everyone's on the same playing field. It's not like these other teams aren't affected. It's time to coach. You know, I just thought it was hilarious. And there's uh Alabama's coach came out and had some words of criticism against coach K and. It's all over the media saying, is it tied to their losses? Coach Gay claims it's not and that it's just for the safety of their players, that they're not professionals. But if they were undefeated or the number one team in the country, uh, he bet they'd be playing. I mean, look at look at Kentucky. Kentucky's one and four. Just lost to Notre Dame. Coach Kyle's still playing. So, if I mean, if that argument's really true, do we count? LeBron James' latest NBA championship. Well, according to LeBron, it was the toughest championship of his career. I bet it was. And one of the toughest championships of all time. That's what LeBron said, which is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm sure he was uh, definitely not trying to cover for the fact that it was like the worst I've ever seen the NBA look. Well, and also you have stars like Damian Lillard who came out on interviews saying that that bubble was the easiest thing for pro athletes because everything was laid out for them. They didn't have to get on airplanes. They went from the game to recovery to their room every night. But LeBron just doesn't want one of his championships tainted. That's oh, the absolutely. Thing. LeBron wants everybody to think that he has won the toughest titles. The one that he came back from 3-1 against the Warriors 
I'm not going to argue that one. That was a pretty remarkable. That was a pretty remarkable championship. But saying that this bubble was the mo- was the most one of the most difficult championships in NBA history is ridiculous. I think at the end of the day, everything that happens in this year kind of has an asterisk on it. Anything, you know, that's how crazy it's been. For me, though, the NFL doesn't feel that way. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why. It's still, I would still say it's different. There's no crowds for, I mean, for seventy percent of the league. So, I don't know. I it's still different. I will say they've done the best job. We say that a lot, but they've definitely done the best job of maintaining the consistency and the overall product is just there. Although, although the NHL like wasn't as exciting because uh, playoff hockey is amazing with the crowds. But as far as like COVID interference in the NHL, there was none. I mean, they finished the playoffs right on time. Had a you know someone won the Stanley Cup. So I thought the NHL did a really good job, and I think the NFL has done a really, really good job Agreed. as well. Speaking of the NFL and where it's at, uh, we'd like to recap a little bit our previous week. Another winning week. Unfortunately, we threw a push in there. So the record overall was 3-2-1. and one. I think that I'm still happy with how we picked. If it wasn't for a, just an atrocious game, uh, between the Vikings and Jags against a lot of odds. I mean, they there were two opportunities the Vikings had. Well, each team had at the goal line after recovering a fumble, and they both were unable to capitalize. So it was pretty frustrating to watch. I don't know much more to say on that game. Marcus, I know you stopped watching it at halftime. Um, I guess I was thankful for a push, but... Man, I was excited about that pick, and it was a frustrating one to watch. Yeah, getting a push there was a miracle. <laughs> I mean, everything in the fourth quarter had to go perfectly for that game to go to overtime. But yeah, I didn't watch. I did not watch uh, the second half. I was disgusted. Well, it was certainly a sloppy game, and one thing that did brighten my afternoon, and has also turned me into an exotic addict, a full-blown addict, is the Cardinals' team total over three and a half first quarter. Uh, The Cardinals come out the first drive of their game, throw a 60-yard bomb to a guy named Dan Arnold, Uh whoever that is. It doesn't matter who it is because the numbers were there. It was uh, amazing. Marcus, you've had a bet hit on the first play of the game. I was with you when that happened. That that was the quickest win I've ever seen. This one was second. Yeah, that happened pretty quick. I didn't even get the game on, and it was already 7 nothing. But then the Cardinals did not score for, like, the rest of the game, it felt like. Uh, they, they heated up, but not till the end. Um, they were definitely sputtering in the first half, but I didn't care. I Like, I was, you know, riding high after the touchdown. That was a minute in. So that was fun. Marcus... You basically predicted the future. Um, I call it the Nostradamus lock because you could just predict the future. The Packers, minus four, first half. Can you just remind us what you predicted that at and kind of talk to us how we got there? Uh, pretty simple. I said it was going to be 14 nothing or 14-3 to at half. Eagles came out and got a field goal in their first or second possession. I forget top of my head. Um, Packers got a touchdown in the first quarter, got a touchdown in the second quarter, 14-3 at half. Exactly how I envisioned it. I was a little worried 
in the beginning of the first quarter. Um, but eventually we saw that Packers team start to march, which they certainly do a lot. Well, the problem was the Packers didn't have the ball for like the entire first quarter. That's true. There was a they had a three and out, and then the Eagles had a really long drive, then it in a field goal. But once like you can't keep the ball out of the Packers' hands forever, and once they have the ball, they're going to score. Well, especially especially when Carson Wentz is your quarter. Yeah, the Eagles can't keep up. Uh, Jalen Hurts is getting his first start this weekend. Um, I won't be having any part of that, but it's about time with Carson Wentz, man. I think he is. He's playing in the in a different league in his head. He just thinks he can get away with a lot of stuff that he can't. He needs to clean up his timing uh, big time and get a grip on how the game is played in the NFL at that position. So I hope Jalen Hurts tears it up. It'd be cool to see. But I don't, I don't see why it took so long for that decision to be made on Carson Wentz. Head scratcher for me. Bad player. Definitely. I think those are just about the highlights of the picks last week. Um, obviously, the Chargers, off. How I, I don't know what happened. The Patriots looked like the best football team of all time against the Chargers. Um, I think you just got to give it to Bill Belichick on that one. It was a well-coached game. He just had the game schemed so well. And there was one concern I had about Justin Herbert, and that is their defense is schemed so well. And Bill Belichick knows what to do to confuse young quarterbacks. And um, Herbert definitely looked confused. The offense was desolate. And the Patriots just made a fool out of the Chargers and myself. We'll not be betting on Cam Newton anytime soon, though. Yeah, don't start now. Marcus, let's get into some picks. We're laying down six picks, as always, for the NFL slate. We're hoping this gets to you before you lock those bets in because we win every weekend. Marcus, have we had a losing weekend this season? I don't think so. I, yeah, I think we had one. I think week eight, I went 0-3 and, and you went 1-2. and two. Okay. But that was, that was my I point. mean, regardless, we're both – I'm at 63%. You're right around 60%. Just keep – Stay, stay the mission. Just keep doing exactly what we do. Take these next six picks as a huge opportunity to have the best Christmas of your life. I know that a lot of people are going through some hard times. Maybe you got laid off from COVID. Still haven't found that new job yet. Don't know where that money's coming from. Well, I'm here to tell you the money's coming from the sound of the speakers you're listening to right now. So go to the bank, ask to see the branch manager and say, how much money can you lend me until next Friday? Take the maximum amount, put them equally on all these picks. Marcus, your first pick. So I'm going a little non-conventional here on my first pick, but I'll preface it with saying I'm taking all home underdogs this week i like all three of them my first one is the detroit lions plus eight and a half against the packers everybody's heads are probably exploding because they're so used to me picking the packers in some way shape or form i think this game is going to be very close packers weakness is 
against good quarterbacks, they have been bad in the secondary. I think Stafford has a really good day. I think it's a shootout. And I think they I think they keep it within a score. So I got the Lions plus eight and a half. That's my first pick. What's the total looking like on that one? So the total in that game is I just checked really quick, fifty five. Huh. Huh. Wouldn't be surprised if that goes over either. Yeah, it's, that feels like an over. They had uh, this game already happened um, earlier on in the year, and I believe the line was like 53. We already picked it and hit it, and I think that it covered 55 too. So this is one of those things. I It's happened a lot. Like a lot of these games that repeat, the pick that we hit on, they hit again. Have you noticed that? Oh, yeah. It's weird. Um, love that pick. Good pick. I'm going to take the floor on my first pick of the weekend. Man, when I saw this pick, my jaw just dropped to the floor. This is a go to the bank scenario. Like I was describing a minute ago. If you're worried that you can't buy your kids Christmas presents, here's your opportunity. I mean, you got to take care of your family somehow and you got to make money somehow. And this is how we're going to do it. Panthers, Team total, over 23 and a half. That's for the whole game, Marcus. That's the whole game. They're taking on the Denver Broncos, who has multiple injuries on defense. Starting cornerback got popped for Papanatis. And apparently Will Fuller from the Texans got it too. And another guy on the Texans. So apparently there's like a big Adderall group in the NFL. Did you know that? Uh, I didn't. I did not know that was a problem in the NFL. Uh, yeah. Apparently, a lot of guys take it. I've heard several pros say it's kind of common, which is interesting. But yeah, he's uh, out of the game. I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to get a lot of chances to throw this ball, and I hate to say it, but the receiving core for the Panthers is underrated and disrespected. I've disrespected the Panthers but not their wide receivers. They've got DJ Moore, big, fast, physical, great hands. Robbie Anderson, who, even though he weighs like 130 pounds, makes plays, can run like the wind. I love Curtis Samuel. He's a burner. I just think that with some guys out of the cast on this Broncos defense, they're not going to be able to match the speed and athleticism just on with those three guys. So if... Teddy Bridgewater can manage to get some time in the pocket, hopefully create some space, which he has shown he can do this year. This 23 points should be a breeze. I mean, I I can't believe it's that low. Um, this is probably my biggest spot of the week. I don't know, how, you know what more to say on this. This is a home run, T-ball, moonshot, lock. Marcus, your pick. I think that one covers in the third quarter, by the way. <clears throat> I don't think there's much more to say, but Carolina's been one of those teams that surprised me this year. And when, like you said, when Teddy has time to throw the ball, he can be really effective, and I think he won't have an issue with that against uh, this depleted Broncos team. So, uh, love that pick. My second dog is Cleveland Browns plus three against one of my least favorite teams in the NFL and the Baltimore Ravens. 
You hate the Ravens. Simply put, this is a huge game. And I thought the Browns would be favored at home. I don't think they I didn't think they'd be a heavy favorite. So as soon as this line came out, it was one of those no-brainer lines for me. Whenever you see a whenever you predict a line and you think a favorite's going to be at home, then they're getting points, you take that every single time. That's just betting 101. So look look for Baker to have another big another big week. I mean, he's playing he won't win the MVP, but he's playing MVP caliber type of football right now. Yeah, I think last week was shocking for a lot of people um, to see the Titans basically just be dismantled. The scoreboard did not reflect the way that that game looked. Was not expecting that from the Browns. I did like them to cover that game, but holy shit, they could be hot. Yeah, I I, I like the Browns. I think that like they're kind of like a like when they when they play with as much confidence as they're playing with right now, watch out. And I can't stand the Ravens. I think they're overrated. I'm guilty of overrating them earlier in the year. They're not gonna fool me this time. Browns plus three. Alrighty. Rolling with the hot Browns. I like it. My second pick, I'm not an under guy, but we're taking an under. This is how I've convinced myself to enjoy unders. Hear me out. I had to examine why I love overs. And I love overs because you score and then you see that score number go up on the scoreboard. It sounds obvious, right? Duh. But what I realized with unders is you can almost have that same amount of fun, almost more, if you inverse that and you say... The scoreboard is really the time. And every time that the clock ticks a second, you're winning. It's like a point. You score a point every second. Does that make sense? Uh, Yeah. In a way, yeah. Yeah, so like when I see that clock just rolling after a run, it just feels awesome. Whereas, early, I don't know. I just think I've always looked at unders as just boring. <clears throat> but I think that's working for me. Looking just what just... Watching that clock roll in satisfaction. Anyway, we're going under 43 and a half. Football team at the 49ers. This line is sky high. They put this one up in the exosphere, which is the outermost level of our atmosphere. That's high. (laughs) Let me throw some numbers at you. The football team, believe it or not, they are fourth in the league in opponent yards per game. Fourth in the league. That's a, that's a big ranking for a team that is as bad as they are. The 49ers, not too far away, number six. I just don't see any way that this game gets over 30. I think this is like a 17-10 game. You know, a 13-6 game maybe. This could be a really fast game, a lot of running. Alex Smith is going to have a really tough defensive front. <laughs> They're going to test that new leg. And uh, I don't think it's going to end well in terms of points on the board. So I'm going under 43 and a half. Football team, 49ers. Marcus, round off your picks. So for my last pick, I'm going against a team that has officially pissed me off. And that's the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm taking the Dolphins plus seven at home against the Chiefs. (laughs) 
Let's do it. This Chiefs team is arrogant. They're cocky. They think they're untouchable. And it's just a perfect week for them to get slapped in the mouth. It is. How they played last week and how they acted after I thought was just ridiculous because they really didn't even play that well. I think the Chiefs are susceptible to get slapped in the face. And I think the Dolphins are just the team to do it. I'm almost interested in a Dolphins money line bet here. Same. But I'll take the seven points. Same. I'll take the seven. There's usually a couple games, maybe one or two games a week, where I really pull for somebody. This week, I'm really pulling for the Dolphins. Dolphins plus seven. I completely agree with you. I've been so bored by how the Chiefs look on a football field. Tyreek Hill does a backflip here and there. That's fun. But their body language just reeks of like, we don't, it just seems. They think they're untouchable. Lackadaisical. Little lackadaisical. And is that, is it lackadaisical or lackadaisical? I hear both a lot. I've always said lackadaisical. Yeah, let's, let's uh, Google that. Yeah, it's lacka. I'm going to start calling people out for saying laxa. I've never heard laxadaisical. I've never heard that. I've I've straight up had coaches say that. <laughs> I think Coach Fulton might have been one of them. Well, he's a moron. <laughs> yeah, the Chiefs got to shape up or shape shape up or ship out. I'm I'm tired of it. They got to put up or shut up this week. The Dolphins, I've been on them early on when I got into the numbers. And I was putting together my algorithms. Dolphins were in my top 10. No, a lot of people don't see the Dolphins as a top 10 team. However, there's a lot of things they're doing that are top 10-ish. I hope the Chiefs don't take this lightly, but I do think they will. Marcus, love the pick. But yeah, that's all I got. That's all. Those are my three home dogs. Want you to send us out of here with your final pick put us to bed just put us to bed easy late on this saturday night absolutely i'll speak in my very smooth voice (laughs) this last pick is one you're really gonna like if you like having fun watching games and lots of points going on the board you're gonna love this game it's the raiders at home in las vegas against the Indianapolis Colts. Did I get you? All right, I'm being... I'll stop. Over 52 and a half. Raiders, Colts. In Vegas. Too much speed on the field. That's just obvious right off the front. The Raiders have been getting torched week by week the last few weeks. I don't know what's going on with his defense. Don't know what's going on. They gave up 43 to the Falcons. They almost lost to the Jets last week. And they had to score 30 points to win. That's uh, not good. Remember that thing I said about John Gruden looking in the mirror? Seems like a mirror guy. Not a mirror guy. He probably doesn't even have one. Very underwhelmed by that performance last week, especially on defense. The Colts bring the heat on offense. Phillip Rivers, still in my eyes, one of the best throws of the ball in the game. Has also weapons around him. Raiders have weapons on the field. Hopefully, Derek Carr can get his head out of his ass. This could be a sweaty one. 
But I do like these two offenses. I do like the brand they play. I do like the ceilings they have in terms of their ability to put up big numbers. Therefore, I'm taking the over here. 52 and a half, Raiders, Colts, in Vegas. Lock it in. I love it. That Vegas dome just screams overs. It produces. It births them. Nurtures. It's the cr- the cradle of overs. Marcus, any closing words to round off the podcast here, whether it be about the slate, the picks, life in general, anything? No. Uh, go home, dogs. I'm big on the dogs this week. It's a big dog week. So, uh, yeah, go Dolphins. I'm really pulling for the Dolphins tomorrow. I'm loving all of our picks. Find us on the interwebs on Facebook, Twitter. Our tag is at the spread picks on Facebook and Twitter. We're also on Spotify podcast, Apple podcast, SoundCloud, anywhere you find podcasts. Follow, share with your friends. We love you guys. We'll see you next week.
Through the desert of the truth, to the river so deep. 